Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now today was a very important day for the families and friends of the 48 young people who were killed in the fire in the Stardust nightclub in Artane in Dublin back in 1981, February 14th, 1981. That many years ago and it was only today that the inquest opened. Sean Murray, news reporter with the Irish Examiner, has covered the story extensively, particularly when he was a presenter on the award-winning Stardust podcast for the journal. And he was at the opening of the inquest today. Sean, thank you very much for being with us. And would you start, please, by telling me about the Garden of Remembrance this morning? Yeah, I felt it was a very fitting venue um, for the families to kind of start this most important of days for them. Uh, As you said, it's been a very, very long time coming, even since... These inquests were force ordered in 2019. We're talking more than three years later. We're finally getting this underway. Um, and I think there there was obviously a mixture of emotions. Um, there was frustration. There was anger that had taken so long, but also uh, a big sense of relief. Like what one person said to me, this is, this is the beginning of the end at last, that they finally reached a point where the answers that they've sought for so long about what happened to their loved ones, that those answers may finally be be within reach with with these new inquests that that kicked off today. The average age of those who died was 19 and a half, which would imply, given that it happened 42 years ago, that many of their parents may have died by this stage. Is that the case? Yes, sadly. um, Obviously, if if that was the age of the people at the time, those parents uh, would be well advanced in age by now, um, if they're thankfully still with us. And and, and of course, there there was quite a representation of of parents there today. Um, Two parents spoke very forcefully in court today, which I'm sure we can get into. But uh, that was one of the, the kind of themes of today, the people who weren't here the people who had maybe campaigned for a long time, who'd wanted to get answers for their loved ones. I thought particularly of um, a man named Eugene Kelly, who uh, was deeply affected by the death of his brother, Robert. He was a very charming, friendly guy. He never got to see today. Christine Keegan, a long-time campaigner, never got to see today. They're just two uh, of a large number of people. And I felt, I felt like their memories were in people's minds yeah, as much as... It wasn't just the 48 who died. And I think... There were two other parents who died very soon afterwards, I think, from the shock, wasn't it, of what had actually happened to their children. And then over the years, you had not just parents, but siblings and friends through the natural course of events. And they're the people who also deserve to be remembered today. Yeah, like uh, that, that one thing that really shone true today, uh, every life that people have has has ripple effects. Your life, my life affects dozens of others. And if you can imagine 48 young people, as you say, their average age was 19 and a half. A lot of them teenagers, a lot of them hadn't even had a chance to start life yet, if they'd had at all. Um, it's it's it affects everyone so deeply and you could really see that on a show. And I think I think it's important to remember the kind of um, historic moment that this is. We know the Irish state, maybe it doesn't like looking back at things that it has closed the book on. This is one of the few things that it, it has opened that door again after after long years of campaigning. And I'd imagine a lot of people are listening and wondering, hang on, don't you actually have to have an inquest after deaths like this? How can it be that the inquest is only opening 42 years later? Well, th- there were original inquests <coughs> at the time. Um, families were, were long kind of campaigning to say, OK, we need fresh inquests. We, we still haven't got to 
the answers that we're seeking about what happened on the night, what happened to our families. There was a, a tribunal of inquiry, which is the kind of highest form of inquiry that the state can order. That was ordered immediately after the Stardust. There, that obviously ran and I heard from hundreds of witnesses, actually just to know this inquests are going to hear from more or less the same number of witnesses 42 years on. But that tribunal, it, it came to a conclusion that families long disputed, long did not accept. Um, it stated that while the cause of the fire was not known and may never be known, it stated that the more probable cause was that the fire was started deliberately. Now what families took that as, and I've always took that as, is that being told, OK, one of our own from this North Dublin community, one of our own, uh, we've been told, started this fire. And that that that, that was the that was a, a spark to just keep keep going, keep getting, trying to it get was, to it the answers. It was deeply offensive, wasn't it? In some respects, it draws parallels with what happened in Hillsborough, the disaster in Sheffield in 1989, when 97 people lost their lives. And it was a finding that, almost that they were responsible for their own deaths, which just so dreadfully upset. And it was a scurrilous allegation, which wasn't backed up by the evidence. But in the case of the Stardust, it was set aside, wasn't it, in 2007, that finding from the Tribunal of Inquiry after another investigation. Yeah, I, I, exactly that, after <coughs> another investigation, because the family said long been campaigning for fresh fresh inquiries, fresh probes, whatever they could get, really. And, and, and that came to that conclusion well over 15 years ago now, that the, the probable arson um, verdict should be, should be kind of struck from the Dahl record. But even despite that, even f over 15 years ago, that being the case, we still didn't get fresh inquiries. Pe people said, OK, you have to look at this again. There, there is compelling public interest. There is compelling reasoning to do that, maybe advances in how we could maybe track um, a tragedy of this kind, a fire of this kind. Um, they commissioned experts, etc. Um, and it was actually in 2019 when they finally got the new inquests, the, the Attorney General said there had been an insufficiency of inquiry at the original inquests. He said it was in the public interest to, to look at this again. And he um, he referenced the, the Hillsborough analogy that Phoenix Law, which is the, the um, lawyers for most of the families, that they have been trying to draw those parallels with that a tragedy of this magnitude that affected this many people. We shouldn't lose sight of it. We shouldn't forget it. But we should also, it's in the public interest to get to the bottom of this and, and try as best we can find the answers as to how it happened and why it happened. Despite the fact that the manager of the nightclub did try legally to block what's happening today. Um, there was um, a, a judicial review brought by Eamon Bortley, who was the manager of the Stardust at the time. And that was to do with the possible verdicts that could be open to the jury in the inquest. Now, an inquest is not quite the same as a, a normal uh, criminal case or a normal court case. There are just a few different um, uh, conclusions that a jury or a coroner can draw. Now, he said that if, if it was to be the case where a jury could come to a finding of, um, of unlawful killing, he would be the one that the finger would be pointed at in a way that if, if, if unlawful killing was the, the verdict that was reached, it would necessarily point to him. And he wanted to preclude that as, as an option open to the jury. Now, this, this was a judicial review that played out quite a bit last year. Um, there was several sittings in the High Court and the um, Mr. Justice Charles Meenan um, uh, rejected Eamon Butterley's claim. And he said that the coroner would be free to direct the jury in, in, in reaching verdicts in the inquest. So 
Obviously, we'll be hearing a lot more about that as the inquests go on. But but uh, but as of now, there are a range of options that that jury will conclude could conclude, uh, should I say, um, uh, uh, as the months go on. Now, this inquest possibly could last for six months. We've been told. Tell us about what's going to happen in the first few weeks, which again I think is modelled on what may have happened at Hillsborough in the aftermath. Yeah, exactly. Like we're talking now just after the, the fourth day of these inquests and I, and I must say it was very emotionally affecting, I think, for all concerned because what they're starting with are what, what are called pen portraits and these were used in Hillsborough and they were also used in Ballymurphy in, in the fresh inquests there. And what they are basically, they're, they're a chance for the families of the deceased, the loved ones to kind of stand up in court in, in an official setting and just just talk about their loved ones, talk about the, the impact of their life, talk about how, how much it has affected them, what has happened. Um, the, the coroner herself, she said, it's a description of each of the deceased by those who loved them and knew them best. And we heard some uh, really harrowing stuff today, um, just in terms of the impact that it's had. There was um, Michael Barrett was 17 years of age. He was an assistant DJ on the night in question in the Stardust. And his mother Gertrude got up and talked about how he had wisdom beyond his years. Um, he was the oldest of four siblings and he treated his brothers and sister with the, the greatest respect, but also had a lot of fun with them. He was a, a Liverpool fan. He was a Dubs fan. He, he got to see the Dubs in Crow Park, but he never got to see the, the, see the Reds in Anfield. Um, all those little details that make up a life that, 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 that was on show today. And we're going to hear that families for each of the 48 who died are going to get a chance to, to, to go into that level of detail about their loved one. And it, it, it was very affecting today when we heard uh, from just two families. So it's, that's the kind of pattern for the first few weeks. We're going to hear all from the families about their loved ones. And then we're going to go straight then into the evidence and that will encompass, obviously, many different factors. Are the families going to receive psychological support for doing that? Because that is a big thing to actually have to do, and particularly so many years on. And are they also getting support for covering legal bills? Um, yes, that, that, that the, on the latter point, that was one of the stumbling blocks b- before these inquests could get under, underway. Obviously, uh, families uh, at an inquest are entitled to, to legal support, legal aid, if 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 they meet the criteria, but we're talking about the largest inquest in, in modern Irish history, forty eight people. So that was an issue that had to be ironed out. But they are getting um, support uh, to pay legal bills. In, in, in terms of of psychological supports, um, I, I I think it should be the case that they 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 do get those supports because it uh, it was a very brave and and courageous thing that I saw the two families do today, and a lot of the other families are going to do the same. It, it, it took a lot emotionally. It, it took um, a great deal of courage to do what they did, and I, I feel like the, the families, a lot of them, uh, they're a lot of them from the same community. They help to support each other, but but again, it's 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 a big undertaking, and and I hope they hope they they mind themselves because it's going to be a, a rough few weeks, even even though it's we're we're at the point that they wanted to get. But that's just going to get to that, you know. Yes, it is clearly, and we understand how tough it is going to be for them, but. By God, they've waited for it for so long that surely there must be a sense almost of relief that it has finally begun for them today. Yeah, I, I was talking to some people outside today and it was just a sense of, oh, thank God we've gotten this far. Like we never thought we'd get this far. Obviously, we've been campaigning for so long. We've 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 gone through all the avenues. We've gotten all the false dawns, but we're actually here. And, and isn't it great? And it was a lovely sunny day in the Garden of Remembrance today. And I felt, I felt, I felt apt as, as people walked hand in hand then the, the short distance down to the, the pillar room in the rotunda. 
Sean, given that you did do a podcast, the Stardust podcast on this, why did it take so long? I mean, what does it say about the attitudes of Ireland that there was a reluctance to actually help these people find out the truth about one of the greatest tragedies ever to affect this country? I, I, I think how the families have been treated over, over a long period of time is a damning indictment of, of the state's reaction to this awful tragedy. Like on the face of it, um, Charles Hockey, who was the Taoiseach at the time, did the right thing. He set up a tribunal of inquiry, which is that that long form, um, far reaching kind of inquiry. But when when that delivered its report and families weren't satisfied with the with the results and they started their campaign and they, they sought compensation, it was just delay, obfuscate at every turn for, for decades. And I, I think it, where they're from is a huge factor. They're from a working class North Dublin area and it was very easy for a long time for, for polit- successive governments and politicians to, to not, not pay them too much heed or maybe pay them lip service because in the wider scheme of things there were quote more important things to to worry about than 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 these people who went through the the most horrific of hardships and I, I feel like we've come to a point now 42 years on we need to reckon with this we need to say okay we're going to draw a line under this and, and finally get to the the answers because as the attorney general said back in 2019 it is in the public interest to finally to finally get to the truth of what happened and I am uh, one hopes, one hopes that that can happen at last because, as we've said, they waited so long. Sean Murray, news reporter with the Irish Examiner. Thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word at Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.